Let's be real. It's human nature to avoid things that feel uncomfortable. But I also know that it's in that discomfort that I've seen big results. Don't get me wrong, working towards your goals isn't always rainbows and butterflies, because if it was, you probably would have hit it already. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Bethany Adkins. Bethany is a former pediatric nurse who left the comfort of her job to pursue something she never thought possible and is now encouraging others to pursue what's on their hearts as well because it's there for a reason. Through posts on her website, conversations on her podcast, and writing her first book, the core of her message is one simple thing. You have a purpose. When she initially decided to write a book, she never thought it would lead to anything. But over time, it has shown her just how tangible dreams can be. Bethany, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. I am so excited to dive in. This is going to be such a juicy episode. Thank you. I know. I'm ready to get talking and just give your audience um, hopefully some tidbits that they can walk away with today. Yes, I love that. So I read your bio, but I'd love to hear in your own words what it is that you do and why you do it. Yeah, sounds great. Okay, so like you said, I started out as a pediatric nurse. Um, I worked for about three years, and I had two little kids at home. And about six months into working, I really just felt Like I wanted to, I needed to be home with my kids. I just felt it on my heart. And so obviously I worked for two and a half more years um, and we worked at a budget and eventually I was able to be home. Through that, when I went home, I had more time. I'd always written and I started writing again. And um, I was just, I always have journaled and I was just kind of journaling our life journey. Um, Mm. It spiraled into a blog and then the podcast came of it. Um, But basically the whole message in my writing is just that we're all human, we're all imperfect, and um, we all have struggles. And we should be okay with those struggles and be okay with sharing those struggles because we can all relate. And I feel like that's when we relate the most. But also our struggles have purpose. And every single person, if you are alive, you have a purpose. And so that is like the message that is so strong on my heart because I feel like for a long time, I felt pretty average at everything. And I was searching for so long, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And what I realized is that sometimes our life journeys – They don't look like this one um, big thing, but our lives still have purpose. And so that is kind of my mission in my writing and all of my content, um, just to let everybody know that you have a purpose. You just have to figure out what that is and step into it no matter what anybody says. Oh, I love that so much. I literally got chills as you were talking because it's just, 
It's so true. I think the part that you said, um, if you're here, you have a purpose that especially got me because I really do believe that too. I think that we're all here for a reason. And I think that, you know, if we're we're taking up space here for some purpose, for some reason, and I also believe so strongly in that. So I just love that you shared that. And I love that that is what came out of deciding to leave your job and go after what it was that you wanted. And I'm just so curious, how did you land on that? How did I land on what I'm doing now? Yeah. Like, how did you decide that you were going to like leave your job to stay home with your kids? Like, did you even know like what your business would look like or what you wanted to pursue? Or was it just kind of like a windy path? Yeah, no, I love that question um, because I feel like the answer is not what people would expect. So I think the biggest thing I've learned in my life is just taking the next best step. Um, And I feel like a lot of people say that right now, but it's so true. Um, Mm -hmm. I just knew I had a call on my heart. Um, I felt called to be home with my kids and I knew like in – the depths of my soul that that was what I was supposed to do. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know um, what I had no, I thought I was just going to be home and completely focus on my kids and volunteer at the PTA and do all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I had no idea that I was going to be podcasting and managing podcasts and all of this stuff. If somebody would have told me that, I would have laughed in their face because quite <laughs> honestly, I am terrified of public speaking. And I've always written, yes, I've always written, but I never would have imagined sharing my writing publicly. Like for the longest time, I wouldn't even share what I wrote with my husband. He, I wrote an entire book and he didn't know that I wrote it until I was almost done. It was so (laughs) the fact that I am doing this now, it's, it's shocking, but I think that it's just about taking the next right step. And for me, that was being home. And then that um, kind of turned into me having more time to write and sit with my thoughts. And then I felt pushed to start a blog and then that turned into the podcast. So yeah, I had no idea, but here I am. That's such an amazing story because I think that a lot of times people think that they have to know exactly what the end result is going to look like before they can take any step forward, right? And I think that puts so much pressure on whatever that end result is because it makes it feel like every single step you take is kind of like do or die. And it's just so much harder to figure out what that next best step is because you're so clouded by the pressure. So what I love about your story and what I don't think people talk about nearly enough is that the details can still be fuzzy. Like how exactly it's going to unfold can be fuzzy. Heck, the end result can still feel a little fuzzy, right? right. I know um, I experienced that when I like left my corporate job in New York City and moved out to Colorado. Like I knew that I would, you know, try to get another job. And I knew that like there had to be one out there. And then honestly, I decided that I didn't want to get another job and I would just f- keep freelance designing. But like, that's a podcast for a different day. But basically, Like, I think that that was just like, it was vague at the time. Like I had a general direction. I knew generally what I was doing, but the specifics of it were really unclear. And I think that what you mentioned here about like, what is the next best step you can take? 
is such a beautiful way to relieve some of that pressure because then it's like not what's the next best step that is going to get me this result tomorrow. It's like, what right. is the next best step that's going to bring me closer to the end result that I want? And I, I just absolutely love that because I think that it removes that pressure. It helps you to see things more clearly. It just, it helps you actually take action instead of being paralyzed by the possibilities. Do you agree? Yeah. I agree completely. And the best thing I can say to that is when you don't know, like when you're at a point and you still, you took a step and you still, you don't know what the next best step is. The only solution at that point is just continue with action. So I am actually in that phase right now. I I know we're going to talk more about growth mindset and stuff, but um, my husband and I are in a phase right now. We're living in a two bedroom apartment with our two kids. We're working on getting out of debt. Our lease is going to be up next spring. And to be honest with you, we have no idea, you know, will we renew the lease? Will we go uh, get an RV and travel the country? Will we buy a house? We don't know. But the only thing that we do know is that our actions now will help us to determine what that looks like when the time comes for us to make a decision. But right now we have no idea. So the only thing that um, we can do is just keep pushing forward and keep pursuing what we know right now we need to do, which is focusing on getting out of debt. I think this is like such a beautiful segue to what we're going to talk about today. So I am curious to hear, is there like one mindset shift you can point to that has really helped you on your journey and really made the biggest difference for you? Yeah, definitely. So I would say having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And that also plays into um, delayed gratification. So those two kind of go hand in hand. They're two separate things, but they do go hand in hand. And those have helped me so tremendously throughout my journey. Without those um, two things, I would be living in a vicious, miserable cycle. So yes, those would be my two things I would say. Okay. I think this is amazing because what you're talking about with, you know, living in a two bedroom apartment and we don't know what's going to happen next. Maybe we'll live in an RV. Like maybe all these other things will happen. A lot of people would be really uncomfortable with the not knowing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is such an interesting thing that comes up here because I mean, heck, we're living in the time of COVID. Everything feels really uncertain in general right now. And I think that you're also saying, hey, like we're in a two bedroom apartment now. I don't know what we're going to do next. How do you deal with the discomfort that comes with that? Or is it not uncomfortable for you anymore because you kind of moved past that? Oh, no, it's uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) The best way I could phrase that is just to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And what I mean by that is just we are all going to face seasons where when we're in the thick of it, and I think most people can relate to this right now, because just like you said, with the coronavirus and everything else going on in the world right now, there are so many unknowns. Where are kids going to go to school? What does work look like for us? Do we have job security? Um, All of us. I mean, we're all facing unknowns. But the thing is, that's just life. Um, that's going to happen, whether it's in a large scale like a pandemic or a smaller scale when trials come up in life. Um, And so it's all about how are you going to handle it and how are you going to overcome it? And I think that a lot of us avoid discomfort and we avoid, like I'm a planner. I really- Me too. (laughs) I would love to know what the next 10 years of my life looks like. I would love to have everything mapped out. And that is what I thought that my life 
would be like, you know, even five years ago, I thought, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And it's going to happen in this timeline. But the reality is that's just not life. People pass away. Unexpected tragedies happen. Pandemics happen. And so I think the best thing that you can do is just be willing to accept that that is the world that we live in, that things are going to come up. But we have to be willing to lean into the discomfort that that brings and kind of learn to almost embrace the discomfort. Um, Because if we avoid it, we don't really grow. But if we lean into it now, like before I would have been like, yeah, um, no, I'm just going to like sit back and hope, like ride this out. But now in these tough seasons, I am like, okay, this is a growing season for me. I, at the end of this, I can either look back and say, look how hard I press forward and look at the things I continue to do to grow during that season, the things that I chose to learn during that season, or when that season's over, I can say, wow, that destroyed me. And, um, Now I have to get back up and start over. So it's just two different mentalities. Totally. What came up for me as you were talking, and granted, this is like totally unrelated, but um, I'm I'm a marathon runner and you get to a point in a marathon where you've gone like 20 miles and the last six are terrible. Like they're just terrible. Right. But you hit a point where you, you're just like, you're not going to stop at 20. Right. Like, so it's uncomfortable and it's like definitely not the most fun part of the race, but in a way you've come so far that like, You just embrace the discomfort. You just decide that the next 6.2 miles are going to be really freaking uncomfortable and that's okay. And you kind of reach this level where you make peace with that, right? And I think that there's just such a level of acceptance in that. And I think that's a little bit of what you're talking about here because we're not saying like, oh, like it shouldn't be uncomfortable because growth is always freaking uncomfortable. Like that always comes up. But we're also not saying like do everything in your power to go to get out of that discomfort because most of the time that's not really that's not really one, the best decision. And two, the thing that will ultimately help you grow. So I think that it really is about just deciding and making peace with that discomfort in that that is what brings about growth. That is what brings about all of the results on the other side of that discomfort. But there's almost no way around it. The way is through, right? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Just like the marathon, you can look at it either. You have to face the reality that in life we will face discomfort, but we can choose to quit uh, three quarters of the way through the marathon and then look back and be like, dang, I just should have toughed it out and finished through it. Or we can push through it and know this is going to be so rewarding in the end if I just persevere and I don't give up. And so when you do that and you cross the finish line, you can look back and be like, wow, that was so, so, so hard. But look at all of the pain and the difficulty I overcame and look how strong I am now on the other side of it. And life is the same way, just like a marathon. Life is a marathon. So we just have to accept that there are struggles and figure out what are we going to choose to do? give up and face the struggles anyway, or face the struggles and become stronger because of it. Yes. So good. So one thing you brought up here that I want to dive into a little bit more is you mentioned getting out of debt. And I think that that is such like, 
I mean, that's a topic that a lot of people just in general don't want to talk about and can be uncomfortable for many. So I'm really impressed that this is something that you choose to talk about openly on a podcast. But talk to me about how you decided that this is what you want to do in this season and kind of how that came about. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So my husband and I, when we got married, we were both um, finishing up college and we had a one-year-old and we were in massive amounts of debt. We were, we had just bought a house. We were over $250,000 in debt. And for a few years, we just kind of lived the quote unquote American dream. We had jobs, we bought a house, we worked and we went on vacation. And what we quickly realized was that dream was actually a nightmare because we were so financially strapped. Our student Mm -hmm. loans alone were over $1,200. They were a mortgage payment in themselves. And then we had our mortgage on top of that. And it was really just miserable because we realized that our financial situation was holding us back from serving people, from serving our family, um, from going to do the things that we truly wanted to do in life. And so eventually we just decided we need to get a hold of this. And so at first, we were using immediate gratification. If we wanted to go on the trip, we went on the trip. If we wanted to take our kids to the zoo and the tickets were $60 a piece, we charged it to a credit card. And we were getting the rewards right away, but our debt was just increasing more and more and more. And then it was leaving us in a worse situation. Um, And now we've kind of flipped that and we're living in a two-bedroom apartment. We've sold our house. And our lifestyle is significantly decreased, but I know that eventually um, we will be out of debt and we will have such a more free life because we won't be chained down by a huge overhead each month. And so I wanted to share this journey because I was I love personal development and I love hearing success stories. But what I was realizing is that most people um, weren't sharing the struggles until they had already become a success. And I was like, Mm. well, what's the fun in that? Like you can't, you can relate to them in a way, but why wouldn't you share them along the way so people can come alongside you and join the journey with you and be encouraged and inspired while it's actually unfolding? So that's kind of what we're doing. We're not out of debt yet, but we're surely getting there and we're just sharing the updates as we go. I just love that you have the courage to do that (laughs) because I think that that's just something that a lot of people just don't want to talk about. And I think that to a certain extent, that only brings more shame around it, right? I'm just so impressed. (laughs) I like don't have words. (laughs) I would say it is not easy, but I spent so much of my early adult life trying to be somebody that everybody else wanted me to be. And I was miserable. And at the end of the day, I didn't even know who I was. So I, it does take courage and it's scary. And we've given some updates where our debt has increased and it's like so embarrassing. But at the end of the day, I just want to be who I am and let other people see that so that they can feel free to be who they are and be inspired by that. Because I mean, I don't want to hide it. You know what I mean? So it does take courage. But at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, you know what? If they aren't okay with the fact that we're in debt and sharing our journey, then they're not, we're not for them. So totally. Yeah. I truly believe that having the right support can be one of the biggest difference makers in seeing more of the results you want in your business. I know I've said this before, but I honestly would have switched things up two weeks before my business truly started gaining traction if I hadn't had support at the time. That's why I'm committed to coaching you through those uncomfortable pieces of your business so you can stay in it, gain visibility, close more sales, and truly thrive in life and business. 
If you're someone who feels like nothing is working in your business and you're struggling to sell in a way that actually feels good and converts, I would love to help. Head over to amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales and grab your free 30-minute sincere sales coaching call where we'll get to the root of your biggest mindset challenge when it comes to selling and one simple action you can take for more results. Spots are limited, so be sure to grab yours today. So I know you're also a writer, so talk to me a little bit about how that happened and how the book came about and all of the kind of discomfort in that and what you had to work through. Yeah, so I have always written, like I said, privately. I have journaled since I can remember. I still have journals from when I was like seven years old, five years old, and they're so funny. Um, But I never imagined that I would share my writing, but it's always just been like a therapy for me. The funny thing is like as I look back on my writing, I was always kind of writing to an audience. Mm even though I didn't never plan on putting it out there. And so as I started getting courageous and feeling like I needed to share our debt journey, I realized, you know, we relate most to people when we are in the thick of things. And so I just started writing more and more as I was home, like I said, and I felt called to, you know, start a blog. And just even for me at first, I told my husband, he thought I was crazy. I was like, Let's just share the journey. Our lives are a mess right now. Our marriage is not perfect. We are not the best parents and we're in debt. But let's just put it out there and <laughs> own who we are because other people will feel like then they don't have to hide who they were. The, the original name of our blog was The Highlight Real, R-E-A-L. And it was because I was so fed up with getting on social media and seeing everybody's highlight reels. It's like I would see somebody in real life and then see their Instagram and it was two different people. I'm like, Mm. you are not the same person and you're a lovely person in real life. So just be who you are. So the whole idea was just to share who we were online, offline, be the same people and encourage other people to do the same. And at first my husband was like, absolutely not. You're crazy. We're not doing this. Um, (laughs) Hard no. (laughs) It was received really well and it was received well because people can relate to that. Nobody has a perfect life. And so... Yeah, I, it's just encouraged me to keep writing. Um, it's hard. It's really hard. Again, it's hard to put it. First of all, it's hard to write. Nobody likes actually writing, but the feeling of writing something is the best feeling in the world. The feeling of being creative, you know, you're a podcaster, it's the best feeling in the world. So it takes perseverance and it takes courage to put stuff out there, but it's so worth it because. There now, you know, we have a community of people who follow along with us and they feel open. I feel like there's people out there who feel open to share their struggles with us, which before they wouldn't have. And yeah, it's been a great blessing. Totally. I also think that there's something to writing where I think this was something that you had mentioned where there isn't an immediate payoff all the time. I think that, you know, there's a sense of accomplishment that comes after you write it you know, a piece or a post or an entry or something like that. But I think that in the most part, writing is one of those kind of consistent practices, I think, that you become a writer by writing every day, right? Right. (laughs) So it's almost as if you're writing because you know that ultimately there will be a long-term payoff for that. But in the moment, it really is one of those things where it's those like, 
small consistent efforts that really do build up over time. It's not always like I wrote this one thing and it's the most amazing thing on earth, you know? Right. It's about having perseverance and self-control. So we, again, this kind of plays into the delayed gratification thing. Writing a lot of, like, I still do a lot of my writing for free. I love writing and, but I love the impact that it makes. Um, My book is written and it's 100% professionally edited. I'm still in the midst of trying to get it published. I'm in the pitching process and there's a lot that goes into it. Yes. And unfortunately, a lot of the pitching with like publishing houses, they really want you to have a super large platform. And for me, that's hard because I, that's not my focus. I don't really care about numbers. I just care about, it's more about like the quality of the relationships. And so it feels kind of superficial to me at times. So it's been a struggle, but Mm. ultimately I know that I want to get my message out into the world. And so what that's going to take is for me to continue writing, to continue remaining disciplined, having self-control and setting the time aside. And I know that one day, you know, whether it's my first manuscript that I have written or my third one, when it's supposed to be put out into the world, it will. And so you can, again, it's taking that pressure off. It's not like I need to do it right now, right now, but it's also about the journey. It's the practices that we form along the way, the discipline that we form around along the way. And then in the end, I feel like when we persevere and push through, it's so much more rewarding than if we just like snap our fingers and it's done. Totally. I actually do really agree with that. I was thinking back to what we were talking about earlier with the marathon and I mean, they're hard, but I wouldn't take the journey out of it. Like if it felt easy, it wouldn't be what it was, you know, like if anyone could do it, it wouldn't be a thing. And I'm not saying not everyone can do it. They totally can. But if it wasn't something that took discipline and endurance and, you know, those uncomfortable parts, it really wouldn't be the journey that it is. And I think that that's where the the lessons are to be gleaned there. And I mean, the same is true in business, the same is true in writing, the same is true like in life in general, like this can be layered on so many different things, but it really is like in that journey that the gratification comes about. And I really truly believe that. I agree completely. And I love so much what you just said. You said, it's not that everybody can't do it. And you're right. The thing is, most people won't. And it's because it takes work and it takes perseverance. And it takes um, telling yourself no along the way because you have an end goal in mind. So the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, really anybody could run a marathon. Anybody can write a book. Anybody could podcast. I am nobody special. Um, I just decided to stop telling myself I can't and choosing to tell myself I can. It's just going to be hard and it's going to take work and it's going to take courage. So you just, I think that that's another mindset thing. Will I choose to tell myself I can and believe that I can and put in the work or will I continue to tell myself I can't and stay in the same place that I am? It's so true. It's like so incredibly true. And Mm -hmm. honestly, like that is the biggest barrier in business for so many women that I work with too is we, there's just so many stories that get built up over time about why you why they can't, right? Like why they can't have the business, why it's possible for everyone else but them, why, you know, they're not as good as so-and-so who's doing the same thing. Like, and it really is about like 
getting into those stories and just deciding that <laughs> deciding they're going to shift it and they're going to start thinking about all the reasons they can. And Absolutely. that is ultimately like, I don't get me wrong. It's not that this work is easy, but sometimes it really is that simple. Yes. It's not easy, but it's so simple. It's so simple. It's just about putting in the work. So good. So tell us about your book. Yeah. So my book is actually, like I said, I've always journaled and it basically it's essentially a compilation of journal entries and it's called my life lessons in retrospect. So basically I take journal entries all the way back from when I was a young girl and the whole point is that oftentimes in in life we face trials and in those trials life can feel so clouded and so confusing and we don't know which direction to go. But when we persevere and push through and we get through it and we're able to look back in retrospect, often then that's when we see the lessons in the struggles. So I got the idea from the book when I was um, I was looking through some journal entries of mine and I just really realized, you know, wow, I have I've grown a lot, first of all. It was really uncomfortable for me to read my old journal entries, and I've learned a lot. And it was really cool to see different trials that I was facing and questions that I had, but to see myself like push through them and then be on the other side and learning the lessons that I was learning through them. So I just take journal entries, um, and they go all the way from my husband and I had our son prior to um, getting married. And so that was one of the struggles. We were in college and I journaled through that. And then I talk about the lessons I uh, learned in that through all the way to my very last chapter closes with one of my hardest trials ever in life was that my 20 um, year old cousin who nannied for us when we lived out in California, she passed away suddenly after an mm. uh, elective surgery. So I was journaling through that trial and, um, yeah, that's my very last chapter and you'll have to wait for the book to come out to hear what right? the lessons are in that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I like, I like want to read it now. Right? <laughs> that, that was so moving. Goodness. But I think that there's so much, there's so much of what we've been talking about today in that, in it's like got to be really freaking uncomfortable to put your journal entries out into the world, right? Oh my goodness. It's so scary. It's so scary. Honestly, I do think I, like I said, I do work on leaning into the discomfort, but I think that some of me has stalled the publishing process subconsciously just because it is so uncomfortable, but I've acknowledged that and I'm pushing through it. And I've, I have uh, my PR girl, Ashley, who she's like, nope, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. So it's good to have accountability when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> of course. And I think like that's the value of support. Like having that person to say, it's okay that you're uncomfortable, but this is what you're after and we're going to keep going is so incredibly valuable because we do, we're human. We get stuck. We reach a plateau. We reach a point where we're subconsciously self-sabotaging. Like it happens to all of us. But I think that just acknowledging that and knowing that you have the support to keep going can be a game changer. I agree completely. So I have absolutely loved our conversation today. Bethany, if people love what they heard from you, where can they find you? 
Yeah. So our podcast is called the Millennial Mission Podcast. I do it with my husband and we interview people who are living their purpose and we try and kind of pick their brain about why they're doing what they're doing and how they know they're actually stepping into their purpose to encourage our listeners to do the same. Um, And we also share our debt journey on there. Real live updates. We're still in the process. So we love to invite people to do the same with us. And then our Instagram is also together. It's at Bethany and Corey. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast and your message behind it. And um, I look forward to collaborating more in the future. Amazing. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business, and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Well, I have absolutely loved our conversation today. And if people would like to, hold on, let me do that over again.